Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to game. I'm your host, Christopher Norris, and I'll be leading you through the history of gaming from its inception all the way through to current day. To start things off, I'd like to introduce myself and my experience with gaming. I'm 37, a voice actor, and I've been enjoying video games since... single-digit ages? I forget exactly when. I started with the original chunky Game Boy, complete with Tetris and Super Mario Land 2, I believe it was. I love them both, and then got Mario Land 1 later. After that, it was Wario Land, and from that point onwards, the Wario Land games have been part of my all-time favourite series. I then got a SNES, which I believe I still have to this day, actually. Uh, an N64, uh, still have that one too. PC, which obviously I'm recording on for this. A GameCube, a Wii, an Xbox 360, and now a Nintendo Switch. Uh, I might even have a couple of PS2 games somewhere. I'm not entirely sure where, but sadly I don't have the console to play them on, so I'll have to look into that. But this doesn't include the consoles my friends had, but suffice to say, I've been involved with video games most of my life. Uh, I've even voiced in one, and I'm in a mod for Skyrim, if you can find me. Uh, here's hoping for more. I'm always open to uh, more video game work. Absolutely love it. But, for the feature presentation, sit back, get comfortable, and let's start a new game. Video games got their start in scientific research laboratories, believe it or not. Back in 1940, for the World's Fair, a man named Edward U. Condon, and that's C-O-N-D-O-N, no laughing in the back, designed a computer that played the traditional game NIM, never heard of it, where players try to avoid picking up the last matchstick. Of the tens of thousands of people that played, the computer won 90% of the games. I don't know why someone didn't just take all the matches at once or just light them on fire. You can't have the last one if there's none left. Hmm? 1947. Thomas T. Goldsmith and Essel Ray Mann filed a patent for a cathode ray tube amusement device. Their game challenged players to fire a gun at a target using the aforementioned cathode ray tube hooked onto an oscilloscope display. Looking at both a patent and an oscilloscope, I genuinely can't figure out how that would have looked or indeed worked. But, you considering it's firing a gun at a target, it may have been the patent for first ever light gun game, so there you go. Three years later, in 1950, Claude Shannon set the basic guidelines for programming a chess-playing computer in an article titled Programming a Computer for Playing Chess. Imagination was running high. Later that same year, he and Englishman Alan Turing, he of the Turing test, no less, created chess programs. Now, there's a lot to talk about with the Turing test and studies around it, but that's for another show to cover. Also, scientists creating chess programs? Not really breaking a stereotype there, guys. Come on now. 1952. A.S. Douglas creates OXO, otherwise known as Noughts and Crosses in the UK, and Tic-Tac-Toe in the US, on Cambridge's 
EDSAC computer as part of his research on human-computer interactions. 1954. Programmers in New Mexico's Los Alamos, I hope I pronounced that right, laboratories, which coincidentally was the birthplace of the atomic bomb, developed the first blackjack game. Hopefully not at the same time. I can't imagine how tense things would have been if there was a sore loser among the group. You know, they're all just sit, sat around the table. Like, oh God, Chuck got 22, hit the dirt! You get the idea. 1955, military wargaming entered the computer age when the US military designed Hutspiel, in which red and blue players representing NATO and Soviet forces waged war. No notes on whether red players were automatically the Soviets by default or... Moving on. 1956, a gentleman called Arthur Samuel demonstrated his checkers computer program on national TV. Six years later, the program defeated a checkers master. This is also news to me of there being checkers masters. Uh, you certainly don't hear about checkers tournaments or checkers grandmasters. Like, just picture the scene. Chaps just won the won a checkers tournament, and he's being shaken by the hand vigorously by the maitre d' or compare, whatever they want to call themselves. Congratulations on beating all 11 other players. Gladys over there's still salty. Here's £10 and a hearty handshake. Now off you go. They're wheeling up the bingo wheel in a second. Not quite the same deal as it as chess, you know. 1957. Alex Bernstein wrote the first complete computer chess programme, advanced enough to evaluate four half moves ahead. Many questions about that factoid. What's a half move? Like, do you just tease a piece, place it on the edge between two squares, move your hand towards a piece and then pull it back? I'm sure there's chess players out there who are just screaming right now exactly what it is, but I'll leave it for chess podcasts to cover. 1958. Willie Higginbotham, no laughing, created a tennis game on an oscilloscope. Again with the oscilloscopes? And an analogue computer more on that in a second, for public demonstration at Brookhaven National Laboratory. This would be seen as the earliest possible progenitor for games such as Pong. Now, analogue computers. These were, as far as I can understand, built and operated using electrical, mechanical or hydraulic quantities, also called analogue signals, to model the problem someone was trying to solve. I get the distinct impression that this is a rabbit hole I do not want to go down, otherwise this episode will take hours. So we'll skip it. And finally, 1959. Students at MIT created Mouse in the Maze on one of MIT's computers, where users drew a maze with a light pen and then a mouse navigated a labyrinth searching for cheese. Fairly straightforward. In a later version, an alcoholic mouse searched for martinis and was still able to remember the path it took. Now, would this be the first artificial booze-powered navigation device? Like the beer taxi, but not real, and also martinis. The martini minivan? Martini minivan. I like the sound of that. So in less than 20 years, we went from picking up matchsticks to boozy rodents. 
Considering a lot of this was done on machines that in some cases filled up entire desks, entire rooms, and had a fraction of the power we have today, it was impressive stuff. But all that said, thank you for joining me. I've been Christopher Norris, and this is Time to Game. If you've enjoyed listening and want to catch the next episode, why not consider subscribing? If you want to see what else I'm up to, social media links are in the description. See you soon.